always I try to ask not to show violence, but mm -hmm. ask something about violence. It's for this I play with the, the fear, the climax of violence, but it's not useful for me to show violence. It's more important to, to think about violence. Hello, and welcome back to The Director's Cut, brought to you by the Directors Guild of America. In this episode, director Philippe Lacote takes us behind the scenes of his new drama from Ivory Coast, Night of the Kings. Set in Ivory Coast's La Maca prison, an institute ruled by its inmates, the film tells the story of an ailing inmate king who assigns a young new prisoner to entertain the population with stories, but the ritual storyteller must keep the tales going all night long or forfeit his own life. Night of the Kings was screened as part of the DGA's Global Cinema Series, which aims to spotlight landmark foreign films by presenting screenings of contemporary, classic, and independent films, as well as conversations with their directors. Night of the Kings earned Mr. Lacote the Amplify Voices Award at the 2020 Toronto International Film Festival, and was the official submission of Ivory Coast for Best International Feature Film at the 93rd Academy Awards. His other directorial credits include the feature films Run, and African Metropolis, the documentaries Chronicles of War in the Ivory Coast and Cairo Hours, and episodes of the documentary miniseries Slavery Roots. Following the Global Cinema Series screening of the film at the DGA Theatre in Los Angeles, Mr. Lacote spoke with director Alex Stapleton about filming Night of the Kings via video from Ivory Coast. Listen on for their spoiler-filled conversation. We want to thank you. It is 3.30 in the morning? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that the, the audience, uh, the members here, had a, a, a lovely time watching this film. Maybe lovely is not the right word, but... <laughs> um, so I just wanted to dive right in so we don't keep you up all in the middle of the night. Um, so I wanted to start with the open, um, the first scene of the film, because it does so much. From the start, you lay the groundwork of the rules of this society that we're about to be immersed in. And it feels like the perfect way to shed judgment about the world that we're about to enter. Can you talk about setting a story in a place like the Makkah? And what did you want to convey about the community there? Uh, first, I will say that, uh, uh, thank you for this invitation. Uh, first, I will say that I know La Maca uh, for a long time. Uh, since I was a child, seven, eight years old, because uh, my mother was in La Maca as a political uh, prisoner during one year. So I traveled one day by week to go to see my mother in a collective taxi crossing this forest because La Maca is inside the forest. And I, I kept a very strong image of this place. Uh, for me, uh, La Maca is a very open prison. So as a visitor, you can meet some prisoner, a prisoner can eat your bread, a prisoner can eat, can take your newspaper. So there was a lot of interaction like this when I was a child. And I, for me, La Maca was like a kingdom with lackeys, with kings, with queens. And I wanted to give this image because, uh, uh, because uh, it, was, it was very visual and very strong. And uh, five years ago, I met a friend, a childhood friend. He was out La Maca, and he told me uh, that they, are, they have a real practice in La Maca. They choose a prisoner. They call him Roman, novel. 
and uh, he is obliged to tell stories each night. And when he told me the story, it was directly connected with my family story, and I decided to make Night of the Kings. So uh, immensely interesting. And the character of Roman, or Roman, I'm sorry, my French is not good, and I'm going to butcher every, Roman, every name. <laughs> the, the, his character, even the ride into the prison, it, it, there were things, there were cues that it felt almost like you were in, knowing the story about you and that you visited the, the prison as a child. It almost feels like he is this youth, you know, that is, you don't know where, at the beginning of the film, you don't know why he's going there, but you hear the shouting, and but you hear the sounds of nature. And it it really, I mean, how much of your own childhood um, uh, experience did you bring into kind of navigating uh, the cues that, that you hear and, and, and that you see uh, coming into that space? I know, I, I, as a visitor, I know, I would say, I know, uh, enough La Maca and uh, I visited a lo- lot of friends, some brothers. Uh, I have a connection with prison as, as a visitor. So, uh, and for me, the most important thing was to observe La Maca as a complete society with its code, with its, with its, with its law, with its beliefs. Uh, and and op- usually when we speak about prison, it's to say that they are bad guys, they need more punishment, or they are good guys, they need less punishment. It was not, it was not my view, my point of view in this thing. My point of view uh, was to observe a, a, a society, to observe how the succession will, will be done uh, with, a, with a chief, with, with sick, and with uh, pretenders, with fighters, and uh, observe all details, how prisoners, they, 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 they communicate with paper, how, how they have, uh, how they have also sex, uh, what is the desire in a prison? What's, what's mean to have a desire in a prison? We, you can see this with the, the sexy, the, the transgender character. We can see this, uh, with Roman, because Roman is like a mirror of all this desire in this prison. And with uh, La Maca being so centered to the story, did you shoot there on location? How did you recreate, or, or what was your approach to, to the location? Uh, we, we didn't want to shoot in La Maca, even if it was possible, because it, we, we, we thought that it was too complicated for shooting, about security, about... Uh, uh, everything. Uh, so we shot the exterior, the beginning of the film. We are around the real Maca. When uh, Roman, my main character, is in a car. He, he, he. And after, after the title of the film, Night of the Kings, we, La Nuit des Rois, we are our decor. Our, we rebuilt La Maca in Grand Bassam, a colonial city near Abidjan, one hour from Abidjan. We took two colonial buildings and we made this long corridor. And uh, yeah. With the story of Zama King, how much was, uh, how much, uh, was based on reality and, and, and how much was you know, from your writing? Uh, Zama King is a real character. Zama King is a real character. He's dead now. It was a young boy in Abidjan uh, who, who was uh, prepared mystically by his father. 
Uh, his father was not a blind man, but his father had a, a sort of handicap, physically handicapped. So I made, I, I made a blind man, but he, he was prepared mystically by his father. After this, uh, in 2011, when the rebellion started in Ivory Coast, he became the best boy of, uh, of the rebellion. And when the rebellion, after the rebellion, he didn't, he didn't succeed to, to become a soldier, to have a, to have a, a job as a soldier. So he became a gang leader. He became the gang leader of microbes, the microbes. The microbes, it's a, it's a, a gang leader, uh, who is very dangerous in Abidjan. It's a young people, eight to 18. And they, they took their name from, uh, uh, the Brazilian film City of God. Uh, because uh, this film is very famous in Ivory Coast, and but they watch this film with no distance, and they want to make the same thing on the street. So this is a, this is the life of uh, Zama King. Uh, finally, was lynched by the population. So I try to I try to tell the real life of uh, Zama King because I made a lot of research and I met some some uh, some his friends is. Is, is very near France, but in my way, in my way. In your way. How, you know, one thing that was fascinating to me was your approach to making a film that uh, that's based on a very violent reality, but that has such little violence actually in the film. That was really powerful for me because it forced me to really see the characters and to, to, to kind of not get distracted by just gratuitous violence. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you: Was was that how intentional was that on your on your part? Yeah, it's it is intentional. My 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 work in Ivory Coast started in two thousand two. Uh, I arrived in Abidjan to make a documentary about my about a friend who was dead in 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 Lamaka, and his name was uh, his name is Blackbird. So there's a continuity. And I wanted to make a documentary about uh, my my childhood, my childhood friend, and this kind, this sort of lost generation. Uh, and three days later, the rebellion of 2002 started, and I become a sort of reporter of uh, this careful this situation. And and I continue this work in my first feature run, and now. Uh, in Night of the Kings. So my main question is about violence in my country. And Night of the Kings is a fight between violence and, and words and, and stories. And uh, who, 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 who is more stronger? Uh, and always I, I ask myself about violence. When I saw, when I watched the image of when they lynch uh, Zama King, the real Zama King, when they lynch him and they put on, uh, they put this image on social media because uh, Zama King, his body, his, his body disappeared. Uh, they burnt him, uh, they cut him. Uh, and when I saw this, this image, uh, I watched this image and I asked myself, after two years after civil war, uh, what's happened in this society? So always I try to ask not to show violence, but ask something about violence. It's for this I play with uh, the fear 
the climax of violence, but it's not useful for me to show violence. Uh, when Blackbird say, okay, it's important to, he said to Roman, it's important for us and uh, try to tell your stories, it's enough. It's enough. So I play with the atmosphere of violence, but uh, it's not useful for me to show violence. It's more important to, to think about violence. It's much more powerful and it leaves you in utter suspense and it's a reflection. I mean, yeah. especially being an American where we make a lot of movies that are have a lot of violence in them. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so not, a part of our culture. Yeah. It was shocking. It, it told, it, I think as a, as an audience member, it was very interesting to, um, to almost expect that. And then it makes you think as an audience member, like, why am I expecting that to happen? And, and it says mm -hmm. something about us as a yeah. community. Yeah, what what I what I want to add uh, on this point, I will say that I I took this uh, this uh, atmosphere of, of violence from uh, Sherazad, uh, one one thousand one Arabian Nights, because when you, when you when when you have this 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 death, uh, this sentence, this death sentence to say, if you stop your story, you will die. Never stop your story until the sun, until the day. It's the best cliffhanger we have in the, in the century. Yes, yes. How would you explain, you know, you, you, you kind of talked about your, your past career, and um, I, I wanted to ask you about your pathway to filmmaking, but I'm, I'm also interested in knowing what is the community, what is the filmmaking community like in Ivory Coast, and, and how has it changed, you know, perhaps since uh, even from your last, uh, or from your first feature run? Uh, there is not a real cinema industry in Ivory Coast uh, because it's a small country, cinematography speaking, and uh, we we had a, conf a political and military conflict during ten years, so it's a new start. But we have an history of cinema with uh, maybe eight, nine directors who are very important: Henri Duparc, Roger Nwambala, Désiré Carré. And, uh, and, uh, and now there's young, there's some young people, some young directors who are very talented, but they work more in TV series because it's not, uh, it's not easy to, to build, uh, an international co-production. But when, when we think about cinema here, uh, we don't think uh, only, uh, in Ivory, uh, about Ivory Coast. We think about West Africa. And uh, we, we have today in Senegal, Mati Diop with Atlantic, with Alain Gomis, with Felicity. Felicity, uh, he, he was in the shortlist uh, this last year's Oscar shortlist. And uh, we have Abderrahman Sissako in Mauritania. So all this director comes from, uh, comes from West Africa. And I will say that there is a there's new narrative today, uh, maybe including more our, our culture, our view, our, our, our perception of, real, of reality. That's uh, what I wanted to actually talk about next is where do you as a filmmaker uh, draw the line, especially taking, uh, having a story that, you know, maybe the origin is based in reality, but there's so many magical elements and, and fantasy elements that, that are in this film. Uh, how do you, uh, how do you weave reality with magical realism? How do, how do you approach that? Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, 
First, I will say that magical realism it's a, it's a it's a term I use when I am in Europe or when I am in America. Uh, for us in West Africa, in Ivory Coast, it's our reality. There is no magical realism. <laughs> Uh, we live in a reality with three levels. Uh, for us, the, the border between magical things, realistic things, the border between invisible world, visible world, dead people, alive people, this border is very fine and we cross it very easily. You got, you're getting a very good reaction here uh, with, yeah. with that answer. Uh, truth. <laughs> You also, your your work is, um, there's so many different elements that you use to storytell. And it, to me, it feels a bit of a, like a collage almost. Um, and as a do, I'm a documentarian, and as a documentarian, I'm fascinated with the fact that, you know, you even have archival play in, in, in this world. Um, how do you, uh, how do you weave, weave those things together? And, and when do you know, how do you figure out the magic recipe, you know, that, that works? Uh. I'm uh, as uh, some as some people are hyperactive. I'm a uh, hyper narrative. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's this it's it's my way of of seeing the world. Everything is a story for me. Even a, a list of a shopping list is a story for me. Uh, if I take each each uh, each uh, each uh, shopping list, we can we can create a life of. Of a, of, a, of a person with this shopping list. So for me, uh, I want to I want to tell different stories in one story, and I I I I spent a lot of time to to making uh, it better, <laughs> to making works a little because uh, it's not easy to have different stories and to to tell the story with different material with with formal material. But I'm a mix of different things. I'm a mix of different things. I started by fiction. I made a free short film in 35 millimeters, black and white, in France, with a, a DOP who was uh, from Bulgaria and uh, who had uh, a, a, a big influence of uh, expressionism and uh, Soviet, uh, Russian cinema. And after this, I was documentarist. During 10 years, reporter, documentarist, and after I come back to fiction. So, uh, yes, you speak, you spoke about collage. It's a collage. It's a collage of different influences. Uh, uh, there's, uh, there's my part. For me, cinema is true. Cinema is have something with the reality. Cinema is true. So, even if I want to make something magical, the prison, of night of the king must be true. The, the prisoner must be true. It's not a, it's not a fable about prisoners. Prisoners, their bodies is real. And, and so I, I go always by the reality to, to go to magical things. Um, I want to kind of move into the, the craft of, of you, of your uh, filmmaking approach. And, I've read a lot of interviews um, about your process, but one thing I, I didn't, uh, I wanted to know more about was your process okay. in, the, in the edit. Um, how much, especially since you wrote this story, how, what is the editing process like 
for you? And um, do you allow story to take place um, in, in the edit? Do you find, do you have discovery in the edit or are you very much, you kind of have your, your, your roadmap and you stick to it? Uh, editing is very important for me. Uh, for Night of the Kings, I, I wanted to, I wanted to be in a new situation. So I decided because I have a, I have a, a Canadian co-producer, uh, Quebec, I decided to make it, uh, to make the editing with the editor I didn't know, uh, only once, one, uh, one Zoom session who was very, very nice and very, very deep. Uh, Aube Foglia, she's from Quebec, she's Canadian, and we worked in Montreal. I made all the post-production in Montreal because I wanted to, uh, I had two choices, work in France or work in Canada. And uh, for me, the cinema of genre is not, uh, is not very strong in, 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 in France. Uh, there is not a, a real knowledge of, of genre cinema. And uh, even if uh, Night of the Kings is not a pure genre, but I play with this code and I need some technicians, some, some collaborators who knows, who knows this, this genre and who knows this code. So I decided to, 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 to come near US, <laughs> to go to American, American <laughs> continent. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and the, the editing, the editing started, uh, before me because we, we were in a, in a short time. First, we wanted to go to Cannes Film Festival. Finally, there was not Cannes. Cannes was cancelled and we, 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 we went to Venice and we were very happy for this. Yes. Uh, but, uh, for me, e editing is, uh, uh, I will say that, uh, Everything is very written. Everything is very written. I have a script, and this script uh, uh, speaks about sound, about uh, visual, about clothes, about everything. It's a sort of it's a sort of partition. It's a sort of uh, uh, yeah, a continuity who has, who has everything. So when I when I arrived on a, on editing, uh, the the main thing for me it's always a script to follow the script, to follow mm. the emotion of the script. And I will say that I, I spent a lot of time to find the mystery of each character. This is the most important thing for me because we know, we know uh, very uh, quickly, we know the structure, we know, we know uh, what, what, sick, what shot is good, what shot is not good, but how how to develop the character in the film to, to, to catch his mystery. For example, when you have this scene of Guantanamo mm -hmm. uh, with sexy, after this scene, when this scene was break by the, the arrival of, uh, of Roman and they, they take Roman and they go on stairs. It, I, I, I fight, uh, with my, with my, I fight it with my editor. Because after this scene of humiliation, I wanted necessary to have the face of sexy. Mm. It was important for me. It was a sort of dignity. I didn't want to continue like this. Mm. Yeah. So editing is a is a yeah, is a morality for me. Um, 
the uh, the other, you know, kind of, oh, I wanted to talk about your approach working with actors and what was the casting process like and how did you find uh, Roman and, and how did, I, I, I can't even imagine, there's just so many elements that are happening with him and as he arcs as a character and has the performers come and assist him, how, how did you choreograph all that? Yeah. Okay, I, I, I started cinema in France. I made my short film in France. And I think I, I moved to Ivory Coast uh, because uh, it was impossible for me to make a feature in France without uh, main actors, famous actors, and for me, who are, who are very tired. But it's, it's my opinion. And I decided, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because always you see you see the same actors in the same stories and it's a system it's a mm -hmm. system who can finance your film but you will not get something very new inside this system it was my opinion so I moved to Ivory Coast because I'm more free and I'm more necessary in Ivory Coast and, uh, and in Ivory Coast as I said before there is no uh, film industry. So you have not uh, an agency of actors, you have not, you have different actors, but they came from theaters, uh, they came from cinema comedy, they came from different, they came from different way. And you need to unify this acting. You need to unify. So my way of working here, I, I, I call some actors, professional actors from West Africa, like Isaka Savadogo, uh, Rasmane Wadago, who plays a blind man, for mm -hmm. example. He's a famous actor. He played with Idrissa Wadrago, a famous director from Burkina Faso. He played with uh, Darden Brothers in Europe. Uh, so I call some actors. I believe in them. They are very strong. They have a... They have a real experience and a real humanity to, to lead something. And after this, for Night of the Kings, with my director, Johan Richman, with my casting director, Johan Richman, who is Ivorian, we spent two years in different suburbs in Abidjan. Wow. We, we saw maybe 2,000 young people. Wow. Yeah. And, and finally, we selected 40 young people, martial art fighters, dancers, a, a singers, first young actors, and we made a workshop during two months. And everything happens in this workshop. Yeah, we define all this choreography in this workshop. Uh, the Scorpio, how the, the queen, how the, the choreography of the queen, the mystical fight. We, so, when you are in the circle of romance, this arena in the prison, the first, the two, two first lines, they know exactly what, what will happen. Extras, they are beyond these two lines. Mm. Yeah. So they know exactly when you have this guy with his, uh, with his shirt, uh, with his t-shirt, Brazil, who enter and who takes uh, the speech. He, he, he played this maybe 50 times during this workshop. But I didn't want to make something to review. I wanted to make something like an improvisation. So when we arrived on the set, we tried to work to make it very fluent. 
very natural. I didn't want to have dancers. I wanted to have prisoners, inmates, and after they will become dancers. And by this way, we found Kone Bakari, who plays Roman. Kone Bakari arrived the first day, he said the poetry, and we said, no, thank you, bye-bye, you are nice, bye. <laughs> and uh, after, after one minute, the casting director wanted to, to, to say him to come back because he was very, he was very timid. And we, we said, okay, we will try again. And finally, he becomes become the main character. But so there was something strange with him because he was, it was his first time to play. And it was a part, his trajectory was a parallel with Roman, who doesn't know how to tell a story at the beginning. So we used the, the, the situation of the actor, of, of the actor to, to, to feed, uh, to, to give something to the situation of the role. And he, you guys also shared the same, you were in the same house during filming too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he, he was, uh, he was with me in the same house uh, near the beach. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, before the shooting, I, I felt that he, his voice was no, was not very strong. So each, each morning we had a training, uh, in front of uh, Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. And he, <laughs> but um, it's a good experience for him, finally. <laughs> Um, well, I, I wanted to kind of end with, with your thoughts. You know, I, there is a, a quote from you. You said, African culture and black culture must take its place. And um, I, I just, you know, I wanted to, to thank you for making an inspirational film like this. I'm Creole, but grew up in Texas. And we have a culture, too, of, of tall tales and, and, and living, you know, the, the, the line is very blurred between reality and, and, and myth. Um, and uh, it was so inspirational to, for, to watch a film uh, from you all the way across the world, but to ingest it as an, uh, you know, as an American. And I think that it's, it's, it's really inspirational to, uh, you created a, a body of work that's like a mirror to ourselves. Um, yeah. And so I wanted to thank you. I guess I'm not ending completely with, a, with a question, but I just wanted to tell you how, how meaningful and, and deep the impact of this film was over here. Thank you. And that's an applause. That's a big applause for you. Everyone is very happy. Um, and I think we're going to wrap it up. Is there anything else that you, that you would like to? No, I to want add? to say only that uh, this film is also a tribute to our oral, African oral tradition, our storytellers, griots in West Africa. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another DGA Q&A. If you'd like to hear more from our Global Cinema series, check out episode 247, featuring director Pedro Amoldovar discussing his film Pain and Glory with Kenneth Lonergan. You can find past episodes of The Director's Cut wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear your feedback, and you can help fellow film buffs find the show. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. This podcast is produced by the Directors Guild of America. Music is by Dan Wally.